Hello and welcome to the People Chronicles. I'm Anna Rose and today on Storied Women I have with me Tanya Calamarino. Hi! <laughs> I love that name. That's such a beautiful Italian name. Thank I'll thank my husband. You can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, what is your your uh, given name? Pinedo. Pinedo. Yes. Did I do it right? Yes. Pinedo. Perfect. Oh, good. Beautiful. Uh, Tanya Pinedo Calamarino. Olen. Beautiful. <laughs> is... Uh, is the owner of AMA Photography. Yes. And just a, a quick background on AMA. What does the word AMA mean? AMA in Spanish means love, but it's actually an acronym of my children's names. Oh, all right. So, so you it's, have um, three kids? Yes. Okay. So it's um, Anthony, which yes. is my husband's first name and my son's middle name. Great. Mia, which is my oldest, and then Ava, which is my baby. Uh, they all had to play a part in it. Sure. So, sure. Yep. So that's where the name came from. It's a great name. Though. Thank you. Um, Thank you. All right. Well, today on Storied Women, uh, Tanya is going to tell us her story. Usually, I think if many of you listen, uh, you will know that we have women on the show who have lived a life. I mean, regardless of their age, they have lived a, a full life and continue to live a full life. And Tanya is probably one of the um, our first Gen Xers. <laughs> Are you an <laughs> X or a Y? I think you're an X. Yeah, you're an X. Never mind, I'll tell you. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Tanya is one of our uh, uh, well-traveled storied women. So what she's going to do is um, tell us about how she got from where she was to where she is, the story of her life. And also, though, Tanya, this is one thing that I did tell you, and that is that before we start every uh, storied women or People Chronicles show, we ask that one question. What is it that you would like those who are listening and viewing, to remember from our little chat. The one thing. The one thing I want everybody to remember is that no matter what you do in life, every experience will mold you into the person that you should be and that you should take those experiences and build on what whatever it is that you want people to remember you by your career and ultimately your legacy, who you are as a person. Well put. Okay, so this... It, it, it almost builds you into that lifelong learner is what you're saying. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you need to take from every experience that we have. I like that very much. Okay, so tell me a little bit about Tanya. Okay, well, I'm 36 years old. Yeah, I told you. She's yes. an expert. Go ahead. 36. Um, I have three children. Um, my husband's name is Tony. We've been married for 17 years. And um, I grew up in Reading, Pennsylvania. I grew up in the Sylvania Homes, which is part of the project housing. And I lived there my entire life. I graduated from Reading High School in 1996. And I started working when I was 15 uh, for Gerbo, which was a jean company at Vanity Fair. That was my first job. Yep. Okay, so you started at the outlets when you were 15 15 years old. Doing what at 15? Um, retail. I worked retail. It was a jean store. So we were in charge of visual merchandising, sales, um, stocking the store. It was great. I was 15 and I had my own money. I loved it. Yeah. What At that point in time, what, what really would propel you to go out and get a job at 15? I'm one of six kids. Okay. So um, there wasn't always a ton of money to go around. And I've always been into fashion and clothing. So I wanted money to buy my own stuff. And that, that was a huge motivator. Oh, taking control. Yes. Sure. Excellent. Okay. All right. So you get, you get this job at 15, and then what happens? Um, I worked there for Vanity Fair for just a little while because I ended up working for L'Oreal USA, who is the parent company of Lancome, L'Oreal, 
Maybelline. It's a huge, huge conglomerate of a bunch of different um, cosmetic and health products. And um, I started working for them when I was 17. And then by 18, when I was in high school, I had graduated and they had an opportunity for me to move to Philadelphia and work for one of their stores opening. Um, well, now, when you were in high school, what were you... Were you learning anything about fashion in, in high school? I mean, yes. Uh, the thing that I took in, in Votech, I actually took a class in Votech, was fashion design technology. Okay. Because I always wanted to have a job in fashion, whether it be buying or pattern design or making clothes. I, always, I would go to school in one outfit and come home in something totally different. <laughs> that was my thing. And then people Your mother would, was all right with that? <laughs> she would get so mad at me. What if something happens to you? Nobody's going to know what you were wearing. <laughs> It's fine. Somebody knew. The teacher knew what I was wearing. But um, that's what I did. I've always loved, adored fashion. And so because I did fashion, one of the options when you're in Votech is you can co-op and work, but it had to be in a related field. So um, after I left uh, Vanity Fair, I ended up working for Perry Ellis. It's a men's clothing store, and it was so much fun. And then I started working because I worked two jobs, and then I worked at Lancome. Okay. Okay. So... What are you taking then from uh, the early experiences in retail? Timeliness. Um, I had to learn how to deal with customers. At that time, the Vanity Fair was crazy busy. We would get tons and tons of those buses that would come in to shop there because, I mean, we're talking maybe 20 years ago, that outlet center was crazy busy. So you had to learn how to deal with a lot of different personality types. Um, I also had to learn how to uh, visually merchandise because they would give us product and we would have to make it look appealing so that those thousands of customers would see something in your window that would make them want to stop and come in and shop. Okay. And they didn't give you blueprints for that? You just, you got, no, you got to um, at that time, no. We they, they just gave us the product and they would say, go do what you do. So... I think being in fashion design helped because I could see beyond the obvious. That's a good point, just to be able to see behind the obvious, yeah. Uh, I I have nothing. I've got nothing for you because I can't. (laughs) If it's not there, I don't see it. (laughs) That's That's why I I welcome people like you because I look in the the, uh, windows and it gives me ideas. Yeah, Yeah. I can look at one item, one item, and I can build an entire story out of that one item. And I've, I've always been that way. It's it's good and it's bad because I can't shut it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can I can definitely I can know about the can't shut it off yes. part. Yes. Yes. Okay. So now you're up into your early twenties. Yep. And then what happens? So do you, where's the baby come in? Um, I had my first baby when I was twenty two, turning twenty three. She was born in March of one. I turned twenty three April of one. Um, we waited four years. My husband's mom passed away. Uh, about nine months after we got married. So we just held off, and then we waited. We had Mia. She's my first. She's now 13. Everybody pray for me. And then um, we waited another four years, and we had Julian, and then another oh, three and a half years, and had Ava. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so while you're building this career, while you're going through all these, these learning experiences and uh, having children on top of all of that, okay, mm-hmm. so then you did what? When I worked in Philadelphia, what I did was commute. They had uh, initially wanted me to move, but it was too much. I couldn't do that with planning a wedding and my mother-in-law getting sick. So I commuted for a year. 
And then I got transferred back to the writing area, which was a blessing. And um, then I had Mia and I didn't want to, I loved retail. I would work retail now if it wasn't for those crazy hours, which we'll get back to later. (laughs) But um, I ended up deciding to go work at Reading Hospital. And I did um, accounts receivable and customer service. So you, you just jump the shark. You go from retail to healthcare. Yep. And I loved it too. I, I'm the kind of person that can find joy in whatever I'm doing. So if it's something, whatever it is, I'm all in. I'm an all or nothing personality. And that's how I am with every job. So I found a way to enjoy it. And I loved it. I loved, I was fascinated with diagnosis codes and figuring out what germs people had. <laughs> I wanted to know, like, how did they get that? And looking at, like, the, the registration sheets and figuring out why did they come in? Was this auto-related? Was it, did they fall at their house? So it just fascinated me. And for that period of time, it was perfect because I didn't have to work nights or weekends. And they had a daycare center, a floor beneath where I was working. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, you know, I, I, up until this point in, in, in your life, I, I hear what you're saying that just about everything that you're doing, you're finding fascinating. Yes. Yeah, that, that's, um, I think that's key to any type of learning. You know, it has yes. to be something that you're really, uh, you really, if you're not interested in it initially, that you make yourself interested. You right. find that that element that fascinates you, that, right. that that inspires you, that clicks you, that pulls you along. I, and I think with my career, as it evolved into what it is now, I've been able to use bits and pieces from each experience because what I do now requires me to look beyond the obvious. It requires me to build a story from what people tell me about themselves. When I go into um, a job with photography, normally, unless it's something editorial, which is how we met, I usually have a lot of background. I like to meet with my clients. I want to sit with them. Let me find out about you. How did you meet? What's your story? Because then I can have a connection with them, which is going to show in the final image. So, yeah. So, and I think that what you're doing, whether you were doing it in, in designing the, the, the windows or, or looking at the, the patients that, in the healthcare system, you're always trying to pull out that story. I always wanted to know. I always want to know what it is. Well, maybe you should sit over here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> okay, so it right. would be a lot longer than fifteen minutes. <laughs> here we got two. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Then, all right. So we got you then out of the healthcare, yep. and you jump into. I started working as a caseworker at the welfare office. Of course, then you go into government. And I had another service. baby. Oh, and another baby. And another sure, baby. Why not? Right. Yeah. yeah. Perfect timing. Four years later, and I'm like, mm, time to have a baby and get a new job. And what ended up happening was that working for the state has amazing benefits. They have really good benefits. And um, I had a couple friends that worked there, and they thought that I would be good at it. And I love that, too. It, it's a very overwhelming job. My heart goes out to all the caseworkers because they they have to deal with a lot. It's a lot of work. You hear a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard not to uh, sometimes with some clients emotionally involve yourself. You have to learn how to separate your work from what you're there to do. Um, and that's, another lesson that learned. got to be a lot for, for me. Yes. So another lesson that you take from that. Okay. So another skill set that you need to have. Correct. So I'm, I'm hearing all these different skill sets as you go along. You know, as you were, you're saying that each life experience brings you closer to where you want to be. And so you, you have now, you're building again yep. on another skill set. And that, that was, I was there for five and a half years. Wow. And then I started taking pictures and people would say, "Oh, you do a really good job. And I thought, oh, I'm all right. I've always loved art. So to me, 
photography is just another expression of art. And it, it gives me the opportunity to create stories with, with images. Yeah. Okay, so, but then you – and I think that this is one of the, the things that uh, maybe uh, a lot of us uh, are challenged with is to take that risk, you know, to leave the stability of a state position where you're guaranteed employment, where mm-hmm. you're guaranteed that paycheck, that those health care benefits – it's e- it, and I don't want to say it's easy. It's a tough job. I know I, I've done civil service myself. Mm-hmm. So, but it is a guarantee, you know. And there are not a lot of guarantees in life and in employment, especially in the workforce. Right. And that is a guarantee. So you now are willing to risk that. Leave it I behind. got to the point where I felt like if I don't love it, I don't want to do it, and I don't want to put everything I am into it. And I, working in civil service. You have so many limitations. There's there's only so much you can do because you're governed by the state laws mm-hmm. and by policies and office rules. And um, the, it, I just didn't want to do it anymore. And then I thought, how can I make a career out of doing something I love? And then photography came and to the rescue, and, and then it, it happened. I talked to my husband. I said, look, I, I know I can make a job out of this, but I can't do both. I can't work 40 hours a week and then put another 20 to 30 hours a week in photography. And, and he believed in me, thankfully, and I was able to do it. Because I don't believe in um, just doing things without consulting with your partner. You really need to make that decision. Because it was really a family decision, not just mine. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I would think that it would have to be to, in yep. order to be successful. Because you're, you're on the same career path, technically. Even though you're doing different careers, you're on the same career path. To Correct. Keep that marriage, keep that relationship going. Right. I mean, that's right. primary. So... Okay, so then uh, how long now have you been in business with Alma Photography? Uh, since 2010. October of 2010 was when I started, I launched the business. So you are highly successful. I mean, you do covers it. of magazines. You were uh, with Adi Cakes on uh, the Food Network. Yeah. You're a champion, champion. Yes, we rocked it. We you, did. We did. We yeah. did. We weren't going like you said you, with your with your grandson. You just told me that or your son, your your Lucille's grandson. He didn't want to go for five hours and not see her win. That's right. That's how we were. We're like, we're not going all the way over here to lose. And that that's my mindset at everything. I don't want to go into anything unless I feel like it's going to be a success. Yeah, that's a good thought. And, and knowing and knowing though that you have the skills to make it successful. And that you right. put the time in. Right. You know, that you, you know, I think that sometimes we try to do something and we know, I, I just really don't know how to do this, you know. Right. I, I think with the most important thing that women and people need to understand is that you don't go into anything without having the experience to follow through. If you're going to talk, my biggest thing is don't talk about it, be about it. Do what you do and do it the best that you can do it, but have the skills to back it up. Because you can talk a really good game, but if what you produce is not going to be the final product, then you got to don't do it. Yeah, I think that's a really good thing to learn. You know, one of the things that really intrigues me about you, uh, Tanya, is that not only do you have all these skills, you know, but at a very early age, and this is what I think is really vital for people, is to, to understand that you're almost standing outside and looking in. It's like, well, what can I get out of this opportunity? You mm-hmm. know, what am I going to take from this opportunity? And you can almost see then your life path, you know. You can see the story that you hope to unfold to be aware of that you know some people um i think you know put one leg in one foot in front of the other which is fine to do but in the in the essence of really knowing where that foot where that next step I, is I think going. a lot of people um believe in predestiny i don't believe in that i 
I believe we make our own path. I don't, I think that believing in something like that removes the accountability from making poor choices because that's what you were meant to do. I don't believe that. I believe that every decision that we make, we're accountable for whatever consequence, even if we're sorry, we still have to be accountable for that decision. So I always want to try to make the best decision because I want a good outcome. That's great. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. And so, and that really tells the story of everything that we do in our life is a learning experience. We need to use it as a learning experience, regardless of what it is. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Tanya, for joining me today. You're welcome. Telling your story in photography. I know how good you are because you put, got me on the cover of Kirks County Living. And rightfully so. You look fabulous. (laughs) And that's it today for Storied Women. Thank you very much.